Assalamu alaikum, family, peace, healing, and light. And welcome back to another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome, beautiful souls. On today's episode, I have a beautiful guest joining me today, Anissa Nazir Muhammad, as we will be discussing today's topic, Test of Faith. Anissa, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. So, again, thank you. And before we get started, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit about you? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Um, My name is Anissa Nazir Mohammed. I've been married for coming up on two months, September 1st. I am a seamstress, designer, founder, and host of, well, one of the hosts now, because we have a staff, yay, of okay. the Master Call, which is coming up on its three-year anniversary, June 4th, um, host of the Women's Circle, and I'm a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> like a pickup. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All praises due to a lot. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And please, for my audience today, please do not hesitate to put any questions that you may have for my beautiful guest today in the comment box below. Now, on this episode, we'll be tapping into a subject surrounded around women's health, and that is called well the subject is called fibroid Mm -hmm. and how miss anisa used her strength of her faith to fight against her condition now let's break down what is fibroid right so fibroids are tumors made of smooth muscle cells and fibrous connective tissues that develop in the uterus it is estimated that 70 to 80% of women will develop fibroids in their lifetime. However, not everyone will develop a symptom or require treatment. And that brings me to my first question for you, Miss Anissa. Now, when you first told me and talked to me about your um, little bit of your healing journey with the fibroid, it was so interesting to me. So I definitely want us to start off with just telling us your healing journey of where it started with your uh, fibroids. Um, I found out that I had them 2000, no, no, I was 21, so about to be 28, so it was about that long, long time days ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2017, something like that. I don't remember. Um, but I was feeling some, I thought it was like gas or something, but I felt some like hardness in my lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. I just laid down and I just felt it. I was like, mm, I kind of just shushed it off. Like, oh, gas, be gassy sometimes. <laughs> and then as the weeks went on, um, Something just told me I need to go get that checked out. It didn't. It didn't feel very gassy. It felt like an object, mm. and um, so I went to get it checked out. 
and had an ultrasound, an intrauterine ultrasound, mm-hmm. where they put a camera like in there. And um, that's when they told me I had six. Everybody was telling me something totally different. So the first doctor told me I had three. The second doctor told me I had six. Another doctor told me I had four. And I'm like, well, how many is it? How many is it? Yes. Um, but when I first found out, I was distraught. I was totally distraught. My mind went immediately to all of the worst things that could happen. Oh, I'm not going to be able to have children. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to have to get my uterus taken out. All of this, just panic. I was totally distraught, crying, just total, utter panic, which I don't recommend. I don't recommend when we have, um, when we find out things that we, um, the body take note of that. And um, my body definitely took note mm-hmm. of that. And it didn't make anything better. Um, so found out and then from there, I did like this whole, I'm going to get my body together mm-hmm. type thing. and which was also done in panic. So because yeah. I was like, right together, I uh, took away this, took away that, all the meats, all the things that I called myself, I called myself, um, doing a vegan diet mm-hmm. is not a part of our how to eat to live. So I yes. was trying to heal myself with a diet that was not prescribed to us. Mm-hmm. Only making matters worse. And because I was doing it in panic and because I was doing it, um, it wasn't, my, my body wasn't happy about anything that I was doing. So, and not being able to stick to it because it's a diet that is not prescribed to us, I wasn't able to stick with it. Yes. Feel more guilty and oh, God, it just made matters worse. Yes. So then I was like, heck with all of it. I'm just going with that. Like, they don't exist. I'm just going to live my life. Mm-hmm. And then, that day. <laughs> <sighs> trying to brush out the rug. I'm going to doctor to doctor to doctor. Yes. Doctor to doctor. I've I seen so many doctors in just a year, year and a half span. It was very discouraging. And doctors are not very kind. Not all doctors are kind. Most of them are not kind. Um, so I was dealing with a lot of very um, insensitive things being said. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows about the process that they use. You have different types of ultrasounds. You have an ultrasound that they, you know, like when you're pregnant and they put the the camera over. Mm-hmm. And right. then the ultrasound that is called an intrauterine device, which is they enter your, um, they have to enter your canal mm-hmm. to get to the inside of your uterus and see everything that's going on in there. Now, if you're not careful with that, that can feel very violent. Mm. Yeah. And that everybody, we had one doctor that asked for permission everyone else um and i had a, a lot of time they just enter mm. like whoa <laughs> yeah he didn't nothing it's very very could be very discouraging and very violent um so after um a good two years of me just feeling like there's too much touching at this point i'm over it i'm over yeah. it I'm done 
Um, nothing's working. I'm feeling discouraged. Mind you, my mother, um, she suffered with fibroids as well. Hers resulted in getting, she had all the children that she ever wanted. She was like, I'm not doing this no more. Hers resulted because they were so bad. It resulted in her getting hysterectomy. So my understanding of fibroids was my uterus, my womb was going to be snatched from me. I didn't see any, I didn't even know about it really. Yeah. Have any other references of people that overcame fibroids. So I'm like, oh, then my uterus is getting snatched out. I'm not going to be able to have children. I'm going to be auntie forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, Oh, gosh. And to make the <laughs> five year, well, coming up on six years now story short um I ended up over the years I kind of just act like they didn't exist anymore I was eating what I wanted to eat I really didn't care too much and I wasn't like much of a beef eater but I was eating chicken all the dishes eating the fries I was eating yes I was gonna act like they don't exist yes all through this time I was dealing with a lot of personal matters five boys love a good stress so they love a good stress mm, mm, mm. Really about stress so um all through those years i was dealing with very 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 burdensome realities and um which made it even worse mm-hmm. and then it boiled down to hey i met this man and I think I want to marry him. Oh, yes. Fibroids <laughs> is coming back up. I'm like, oh, yes. I have this thing and I have to share that with him. And they're not really getting any smaller. <laughs> and yeah. he has to know about this because they can, it can disrupt children. I don't know. I've never tried to have children yet. I don't know. Exactly. Um, it can mess them up. And I don't, I need to let you know that. So in my first the way a lot would always have it, mm-hmm. throw you a doozy. So in my first six months of marriage, they, I would say that they quadrupled in size. Ooh. It was, it, it was like, whoa. I would, I would be sitting sometimes and be able to actually feel one growing. Ooh. And I would be like, ah, here we go. I feel it on this side. I feel it on that side because I'm very in tune with my body, even though yes. like because you have fibroids, you're totally out of touch. But I'm very much in touch with everything that's going on. It's like one hormone is off. Oh, what's going? On? I feel exactly. it exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was able to literally feel when they were growing, and that was that was traumatizing. So I um I had no intention on getting a surgery. I was like, I'm just gonna do this. The health way and I had no intention on getting surgery at all mm-hmm. um but then it got to a point where it was like hey they're huge yeah you got to do something about it I was always exhausted I was always angry or I was always sad or my hip would give out I'll be walking I'll just fall because they're leaning on my sciatic and all types of stuff it was just it was absolutely bananas and I just wasn't happy. So yeah. I ended up um, going to Chicago to get the surgery done, a myomectomy, which is where they literally, it's not one of those ones where they do like the non-invasive um, ones mm-hmm. that literally cut you open, 
take your insides out. <laughs> do what they do. Take, uh, take apart your uterus, basically, and put it back together, a whole bunch of stitches, put all your stuff back in there, stitch you up. Um, so that doctor ended up, I want, I knew that that must have been heaven sent because, and we'll get into that later into the um, topic of why this doctor was the best one I personally say that I could have found. Um, I didn't even know I was following this brother on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I just happened and this was December of 2020. No, 2020. When did I get married? This was December of 2020. <laughs> this was December of 2021. Okay. And um, I just so happened to maybe, maybe like three or so days earlier than that, I said to myself, I'll submit to getting a surgery. Oof. And then I'm going on, I went to go on Instagram and the very first um, uh, what's it called? post was, I didn't see the brother, he was all, you know, masked up and everything. I just saw the uterus and he was doing a surgery over the uterus and the caption said fibroids later. And then <laughs> I said, ah, this is my life. <laughs> said fibroid slayer. And then the second sentence was, um, don't let anybody tell you that you cannot preserve your uterus. Mm. Now, before people are telling me you're going to have to get a hysterectomy or did you think of surrogates? What did, did you ask your sister if she can have, my sister got all the babies in the world and mm. she you don't need no more babies. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, what about your mother? I said, like, why are you at? You're not even caring about the fact that I actually I want my own. Exactly. Baby. Exactly. No, 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 all this other stuff. I'm not trying to hear. I'm not going on your birth control. I don't have the symptoms at that time when they were telling me to go on birth control. I didn't have the symptoms, so I'm like, well, what do I need to go on birth control for? Mm -hmm. I'm already know I'm not going to do it, but tell me why I would take it. Oh, it's going to help with this. It's going to help with that. I'm like, but well, I don't have headache. I'm not breaking out. I don't have I don't have the stuff that you're saying that I need birth control for. Oh, so I said it's just gonna alleviate symptoms. Mm -hmm. said, but what about the problem? Exactly. Oh, we're just gonna monitor it. Monitor it until when? <laughs> so what point do we stop monitoring monitor, monitoring it and we do something about it? Mm -hmm. I was just totally discouraged. So reached out to the doctor via DM, literally on Instagram. Help. <laughs> need your help. June first meeting for happy Mm. That's the story. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. So you've been going through this for a while. Ooh. And you were just saying how like it was a point in time where you just kind of brushing it off. Brushing it off because it's like, you know what? Because I'm I'm just like you, sis. I if I ain't got to have no surgery, I'm, I'm going to try to do everything else but that, right? Like, you know, so, but the pain kept getting intense and you noticed it and you took charge and went ahead and called out and reached out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm grateful that you did do that because us in a way that we've been shown just how the medical system is like you know they don't care about us you know they really 
they really don't show any empathy just as how you had explained just how you was treated you know or how you felt you know they were treating your condition at the time so um I love that that you just went ahead and you got a check and you actually found somebody that was legit for the most part seemed like it so um I want to of course dive in a little bit more deeper in the where was your mind state at? Because I know at first you did not want to have any surgery, but you knew that it got to a point to where it was time for you to do that. So where exactly was your mental state at when you had to accept the fact that you had to go ahead and get this surgery? In a rut. Mm. <laughs> it was in a rut. I've never... The most thing, I've never even had stitches before. Yeah. Like, I've had a splinter. That is the most, I cut myself with a knife by accident. Type mm -hmm. of stuff. I've only had to put band-aids on my body. I've never had stitches. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to be cut open. Yes. Mm. <laughs> like, I have another option outside of being cut open. But I would literally have dreams. This is how, this is how wild it was. I would have dreams where I was cutting myself open to get them out. Like I, I wanted them out so bad. I just could yeah. not, I could not bear another day of living with things. I was carrying like I was six months pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it got, then it started getting to the point where people are like, congratulations. And I'm just like, thank you. Because <laughs> I'm tired of explaining how yeah. I'm not pregnant. I'm like, oh, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> And I wouldn't even take offense because what else are you going to think? I literally look pregnant. So it was just at the, I was just so totally not enjoying my life. Yeah. I just was not enjoying anything about it. It was affecting every area of my life. It was affecting yes. my personal, it was affecting my marriage. It was, it was affecting even going to the mosque. I'm like, because I would have to call out several times a month. Because not, let's get real. Okay. This is a this is a conversation, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some of the symptoms of fibroids that they don't talk about, and I had to look them up to be like, what's going on? What's what's happening? Is that you um because you're and I think it has something to do with the fact that your intest your uterus, um, your intestines is kind of like the bigger your uterus gets it presses down on the intestines. Mm -hmm. right? You know, this is all of that stuff in your abdominal area, right? Your lower pelvic region. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is I would suffer from extreme levels of constipation. Mm. When I'm, talk I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I could go two weeks, nothing. Not Ooh. one And I'm just like, so now it's not only is it the fibroids, but it's the gas, it's all the food. It's yes. everything. I was miserable completely miserable so I would have to call out sometimes because sometimes I was just entirely way too backed up and I just couldn't bear the day yeah. couldn't bear the day my head was all fuzzy it started getting to the point that whatever the nerve was um so there was a couple nerves that the fibroids were um, messing with that I was like kind of going blind outside of my left eye oh <laughs> like, no. I'm like, uh, oh my 
my gosh. The light would make me have a headache, so we'd have to turn off the lights in the house. It was just, it was out of control. Mm -hmm. um, extreme gas. So it was like, I'm not gonna go to the mosque and be doing this to y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm coming out today. <laughs> or, or next week, I'm not doing it. But that's discouraging. Like, it was so yeah. Like, wow, these things are really overtaking my life. Yes. So I wasn't, even when I decided I was gonna do it, I wasn't necessarily in the happiest mood. It was like, I can't believe that I have to do this over something that's in my body that I didn't ask you to be there. Like, how, <laughs> how are we at this point that I have to now get cut open? That's banana. That was bananas to me. But I was, I was like, we gotta have to take the risk because I can't yeah. do this like this. Um, and by the time they took them out, I'm not sure if you're gonna um, show the uh, picture, but by the time they took them out, or at the time they took them out, I ended up having 14 fibroids. So we're almost like, I have six, because they were still doing the ultrasounds up until like that month or a month, maybe a month before the actual surgery, I had got another ultrasound mm -hmm. and they were like six. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think they said seven or something like that. And um, so my mind was like, oh, I still have the same amount that I thought I did, they're just bigger. I'm like, no, you have much more than what you thought you had. Um, so yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, Lord, I can only imagine. <laughs> because, like, you've seen it, you've seen it, like you said, you, you were seeing it affect your whole life and little different areas of your life. So, oh, our praises is due to a lie that you went ahead and got it addressed. Um, now, um, I do want to ask you, like, through that whole time of not even getting it looked at or getting it checked, what do you believe was causing you not to get it checked? Do you believe fear played a part of that in any way as far as not even going to get it checked at all? Yeah. I was not trying to hear nothing I wasn't trying to hear. I thought mm -hmm. maybe if we don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just gonna go away. But my body was giving off alarms the whole time. Like, engine light, engine. <laughs> it was giving off alarms the whole time. Right? Yes. Like, ah, I don't care about none of that. Um, also, I was tired of being touched on. I just didn't want to go into the hospital and all of those settings. There's such a cold vibe. I really wish they made, especially uh, places where you're having to be more intimately um, felt on and touched that puts a, can I put some fuzzy stuff in here? Like these <laughs> candles. Yes. yes. It was, it's just cold. The like, environment. Not doing ear checkup. This is my womb, bro. It mm. felt like I was, and then you're, and they, they treat it like, and this is why on the last Tuesday on closing the gap, we were talking about um, motherhood and things of that nature. Yeah. I'm with my sister. Uh, I said, we have to stop calling, um, we have to stray away from calling our womb a uterus. Mm. A womb. Oof. Uterus is an organ and they treat it like it's just another organ. Mm -hmm. But I thought they think like, oh, let's take it out and we talk about tonsils. It's like, this is not tonsils. Okay. This, this is, is my womb. Yes. This is part of like 
especially us in the nation, it's like a lot of works in there. And then because I know that you can't just talk to me any way about it, like you're you're affecting the way my brain is working right now. So it was exactly. a very a hard stop that I wasn't willing, especially after going to like, when I tell you I went to probably about six, seven doctors in like two years. And that mm. was that was not just one visit. That was actual different clinics and things like that, different locations. And I'm getting not first, second, third, fourth, all these opinions. And nobody gave me anything I was trying to hear. I'm mm. like, are you dumb? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what, what are you going to do? That I'm trying to hear. There's no way possible. Yes. Everybody has a solution. And you did all this schooling and you can't give me some semblance of what could sound like a cure? Yes. I was like, this is, this is crazy. It was so utterly crazy. I just wasn't trying to hear it no more. I yeah. wasn't trying to hear somebody say to me, Say something to me that didn't sound like Islam, and I didn't want to have to sift through what you were saying to figure out if it was or was not Islam. I said I just need to go to a lot. Exactly. <laughs> I was over it. I was so over it. So yeah. Ooh. Ugh. You just sound like you was just so frustrated. And it's funny, like <laughs> when you said that, it brought me back to just when I was um, pregnant with my son and just the the things that I was going through during a pregnancy and I kid you not I went to so many different doctors because I felt like something was wrong but I didn't know what it was but the doctors just kept brushing it off and like you said like I honestly feel the same way I don't I don't like to be touched and I'll be feeling no you know so but that was always a procedure they'll check me and then nothing's wrong but it got to a point where it was like you know what a lie whatever's going on with me just just I just just bring it to my attention when you can I'm gonna be patient right so that brings me to my next question I see we do have some questions in the comment box and I'm gonna get to that but I just want to talk about just what was your how can I say this because it sounded like to me you ended up surrendering yes just surrendering to whatever it is that you had going on and surrendering to the process now how did you keep your patience through the time of you having well I would say actually going through the surgery process because I know the surgery process was definitely probably one of the hardest process that you had to go through. Ooh, you strong, sis. <laughs> Girl, listen. Because I, I, I swear I feel like I'm just like you. Like, I, I don't want to have no surgery, but darn, I got to do it. Oh, my gosh. So I can only imagine. But I just want to know, like, What was your, what was your process in trying to maintain patience through the procedure and afterwards? Through the actual procedure or through the process of like up until the procedure? I want to, I, I, let's get into the actual procedure part. Okay. The, cause I know that, like I said, that was a whole different journey for you going through the actual procedure and then having to be patient with the healing after the procedure. Yes. Oof. So, um, 
the onset of the actual surgery, I didn't know I was having the surgery until about three weeks. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what day we were actually having the surgery because there was so much stuff, bananas, things going on with insurance and that, that, that. And then waiting for the doctor to give us actual data. He had an opening to be able to um, put us in his schedule. So we were on pins and needles. Ooh. We didn't know when it was going to be. It was just like, oh, it's going to be this summer. This summer when? Because <laughs> it's literally April. And we have to buy tickets. Like, we're not having the surgery in Charlotte. Yeah, have to go to Chicago. So it's like, and then I got to get my parents is going to come and all the stuff like that. So what are we doing? Yes. And, and um, so we didn't know until like three weeks before. It was like June 1st. June 1st. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Um, and then that's when the... I was like, hi. I was going to do it because now it's real. Like yeah. we have a date where I'm going to get cut over. And then, of course, the doctors have to tell you all the things. Like, you know, it could go good or it could go bad. Like, they got to give you all of the warnings and stuff. Yes. And, um, but when I tell you, Allah was comforting me. And, And I have them written down, but I don't have them next to me. Um, so I try to remember as many of them as possible. But in those three weeks, I had so many experiences. Um, one of them was, and I won't give the whole of this one specifically, but I was in my mother's um, house. Mm-hmm. I always you know my mother makes bread, Dee's shameless plug. So she makes you the baker. And um, I was in her house. I'm in the kitchen and I see this loaf of bread and um, it was like a beautiful loaf. It was so well made. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just looking at it like, huh. Now, the, the wall is here. So all of the rest of the kitchen is behind me. Hallway, all the stuff, living room is behind me. Mm-hmm. And then I hear the most honorable Elijah Muhammad walk in and he says, did you get the gift that I sent you? I turned around so happy because I was like, I know my father's voice. Yes. I turned around and it was like, I'm in my 20s, but I went, I turned into like a four-year-old. Like, that's where my mind went to. I went to, I got shrunk. But I was still my adult body, but my insides were like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. So I turned around and I said, yes, I did. He was talking about the bread. But I didn't until I obviously had to wake up and like Google, like, what does bread mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, yes, I did. And we're in the, it was so much light coming into the kitchen. It's a window in the kitchen, not much like this. And light, like, you see how the light is coming? It was like, oh my God. Like, all this light is in the room. The messenger, he looked so young. He looked so young and he was dressed <laughs> normally. Like he didn't have like a fez or anything like that on. He had his hair was super thick. It was black, and it was very um. It was like, it was like straight thick though. It mm. wasn't like coarse thick in that way. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was like it was thick, but it wasn't curly. It had like a straight type of texture to it. With a full head of hair. Yes. On a black um, uh, t-shirt, black t-shirt, V-neck and black jeans black shoes and i was like 
hey, you look mad cool. <laughs> but I was just so happy. Yeah. His voice was so soft. He was maybe like in his late 20s, 30s look. And um, I said, yes, I did. And he was saying something and he was talking to my husband and he said, she's so special, man. She's so special, man. She's gonna, da, 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 da. I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm gonna what? Cause he didn't, I didn't hear that part. But yeah. he was talking to my husband saying something, but I could, I just saw his hands going like this and saying, she's so special, man. She's so special, man. She's gonna, and he was saying it, but I remember squinting like, she's gonna what? What am yeah. I gonna do? But I couldn't hear it. So that was that experience. Yeah. Um, and then, so that gave me, that allowed, cause I was definitely struggling on my head. Like, am I gonna die? Like I could get on that, I could get on that table. I could never come back out over yeah. some, over because I want to have a flat stomach again. Like, is that like, do I, is this really what I wanted to, what I want to do? Yeah. And I was absolutely at the point where I was going to say, like, I'm not going to do the surgery. Yeah. Up until about a week before, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I, it's my right to say, no, I'm not doing this. Da, 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 da. I don't feel like going into it. But that gave me the she's gonna meant that I'm going to like, okay, I'm a, I'm a live. So then I look up, um, like what is bread me? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had another, I had another experience. This was right following up because I was super duper nervous. I'm still, we, even when we have experience for some reason, we get like, we go back into doubt. <laughs> and it's, we have to stop doing that. Yes. Where a watch shows us something. And then we fall back into doubt and back into anxiety, back into grief, back into worry land. We, we make a lot of loser, but we constantly worry about stuff. Like he doesn't have the power to open like It's him. He made the universe. Like this is easy. You getting out of a surgery is easy. So yes. Um, I had another experience. This was, um, this was maybe about a week before. And I'm looking at this white, um, looking down, it's like a white table. Mm-hmm. And what I felt like was my sister was sitting next to me, but I couldn't see it, but I just saw the complexion and I knew it was a woman, but I felt like it was like my sister, yeah. uh, my biological sister. And we had button down um, white shirts on and I'm looking down at the table and I hear but I believe it was either the minister or the messenger. I can't remember at this point, but it was one of them. But I believe it was the minister's voice. And as he was, um, I heard, and when you and when you reach ascension, keep going. Mm. I remember in this dream, I said, huh? And then I looked down and then the black words are being typed and went like, I want you to see what I'm talking about. So you have to keep saying, huh? You see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? And when you reach ascension, keep going. And I said, I didn't really understand what that meant. And then um, final call with the messenger's um, face on it. It was in front, it had red writing on it. And then I woke up, I couldn't read the red writing, but um, mm-hmm. I saw his face on the front of the final call. And then I woke up and I was like, when I reach ascension, keep going. What are, you, what are we talking about? What, what mm. am I doing? What does that mean? Yes. <laughs> so then the last one was, I can remember, 
right now was this was I think this was a day before and I want to read this coming out the um Quran for it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Was it was I think this was literally the day before um the surgery that I the day before I had to take a flight out for the surgery. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel it. <laughs> doing it there's just no way i was having extreme amounts of anxiety and um i had an experience i don't recall the experience 1000 percent like the totality of it but i know that in there it was um something 94 sore in 94 something 90 i think it was I think the number that I saw was 94.3. It was something like that. I don't remember, but I know that it died in me to Sora 94. Yes. So I went to Sora 94, and I'm going to read it for a little bit. But I was like, oh, Allah. Yes, ma'am. Read oh, it. Oh, <laughs> And it's so short and it's so to the point. Yes. And chapter 94, Al-Inshira, the expansion. In the name of Allah, the beneficence and merciful. Have we not expanded for thee thy breast and removed from thee thy burden, which which weighed down thy back, excuse me, which weighed down thy back and exalted for thee thy mention? Surely with difficulty is ease. With difficulty is surely ease. So when thou art free from anxiety, work hard and make thy Lord thy exclusive object. And I said, all right, well, we in here. <laughs> Let's go. We having this surgery. We're doing it. So I, then I was able to move on like a soldier because every step of the way, Allah was telling. I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about you as much as you think I did. As much yes. pain you're in, as sad as you are, like I've been, I, I counted all the tears. Yes, I've seen them all. Stop tripping. I got you. So yes. Oh my gosh, Anissa, that was so beautiful. Girl, I got chills. Woo. <laughs> I praise this dude too a lot. I love that. Like, he kept giving you confirmations from confirmations, just letting you know. You sound, I swear, you sound like me. Like, you get a confirmation. Okay, but what does this mean, though? Right. Oh, oh, okay, I get it, but I don't get it. What does it mean? But he constantly kept, he, he confirmed, go ahead, daughter, get that surgery. This is what needs to be done, right? So, oh, this all praises do too a lot. I'm gonna go to some of the questions on here, and also, if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please, please, please show your support by donating today to Healing with Angelica to help sustain future episodes just like this. I will also leave information to donate on the screen below. I love you all. Now let's get back to this beautiful testimony from my sister, Anissa Nazir Muhammad. Now I'm going to go ahead and go to a question here. And this was actually one of my questions I had for you because, um, yeah, I can only imagine, you know, we typically, when we are put in a situation, when we are being afflicted, um, most of some people's response is anger. You know, we get upset. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like you said earlier, <laughs> what you said earlier, uh, <laughs> why me? Or why does this have to happen to me? Or it's like, you know, like why? So, 
um, I have a question here from Janaea. She said, did you ever feel angry at a lie? If so, how did you deal with it? If not, what was your posture to avoid such? I don't know if I ever felt angry at a lie as much as I was angry at myself. I don't know. I don't know if I was angry with the guy. I really don't. I really don't know. Yes. I don't think I was. I think I was. I was frustrated. Yeah. Can we just wrap this up? Like, I was more so, if I can say any semblance of anger would have been like a lot. Because we know that any disease is um, it's spiritual first before it manifests in the physical. Yes. Um, so Sister Kelly was telling me, like, your body um, is just putting clothes on your thoughts. Mm. That's just putting clothes on, on your thoughts. And I remember I had called Minister Ava. May a lot be pleased with her. I had called yes. Her. This was, um, I think it was January of last year. And I said, we, I was talking to her about the um, the fibroids and everything. And she said, I, she said, I don't She said, I really don't think that your real issue is the fibroids. Mm. Could it be that a lot is just putting them so far in your face? Mm. Because that was making me frustrated. That was making me angry because I kept feeling them growing. I'm like, you gotta stop growing. Yes. (laughs) I would feel it. I'm like, I will, it felt like I would wake up every day with like more mass on my body. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. No matter what, they're still there. I need to stop growing tumors. This is crazy. And she said, could it be that a lot's putting it so far in your face um, to get you to look at the real thing? And the mm. only way to get to you is through your wound. Like for you to see it. Because in reality, it, maybe if we would have got me some other way, I wouldn't have done the work, but he knows that I want to be a mother. Yes. Like, hey, don't take that from me now. Yes. I want to be a mother so bad. I've been an auntie since I was nine. I got <laughs> 17 nieces and nephews. Like, I love children. I yes. didn't even raise them all. They owe me their life. Like, <laughs> they owe it all to me. I've raised them. Okay. So it's like, I need that. So I probably would have totally just like, ah, it's like, having a pimple and like oh just put a little ointment over it and then yes more is gone but this was something that was just like you got to get right yes so i think i was more so just frustrated with the god like when do i learn the lesson what's the lesson i couldn't find the lesson i didn't know what it was and still to this day i'm still trying to do that dig dig deep 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 thing to figure out what what exactly is it that you want me to see? Yeah. Because I feel like I've done, and I even felt like I have done of spiritual work. I've come like mighty long way. And that was frustrating me how far along that I had come in my Islam and my submission and all those things. Um, even a sign that I had, that I had the fibroids before I knew I had the fibroids. I came out, I had blistering cystic acne mm. I didn't do acne growing up so I'm in my 20s like 
I think I was I was 21. It was that year that I found out that I had the virus, but I think by that time, like it was starting to clear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was like boom, 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 boom. it was everywhere. And I'm like, yo, what is this? What is going on? Yes. So and then being able to like clear those things up and like all of that, I did a lot of spiritual work to keep what I would call symptoms down. Yes. But there was something even deeper than that that Allah wanted me to look at. And I can't say that I have gotten um, to that part yet, that that root, root, root thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm mighty close. <laughs> I'm mighty close. I really do think that I'm very, very mighty close. Like I'm, I'm itching on to something. Yes. Um, but I was very, I was frustrated with my, and this goes back to the patience piece. I was frustrated, like the minister says in Savior's Day 19, um, 1997, um, a Savior's Day gift is the title. And he was talking about Allah's development and that the last attribute that Allah um, developed was patience because he was getting frustrated with his slowness in evolution, like his mm-hmm. development. So he had to gain patience because everything happens in stages. Yes. It's not going to happen overnight. I was frustrated with the fact that I had did so much healing, mm-hmm. but my body wasn't responding. And I'm like, well, what more? Yeah. <laughs> For me, just give me the lesson. Just show me what it is. Just Ooh. show me what that is so I can work on that. Because I feel like I'm doing all the things and you ain't hearing me right now. Like, you're supposed to be hearing me right now. Yes. So I guess there was a little level of anger, but I don't think I ever cursed the God. Yes. I sought his... I always sought his voice. I was frustrated in my slowness and whatever the thing was. <laughs> so, and I was getting angry at myself. And I'm not to mention I was beating on myself a lot. Yes. I was beating myself up of like, you did all this growth and you're still not that connected with the God because how do you still have this problem? Yes. Or it's a spiritual issue. You ain't as spiritual as you think of me. Like I was, I was, <laughs> I was on. And it wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't helping either. Like, this is just, nothing was helping. Yes. <laughs> um, I could just picture you just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad that you, even though you were being, you were getting frustrated. Because like I say, I can only imagine your patience through them years. And just the fact that, like you said, you were putting in all the work, but it's like, hello, what's going on? You know, so (laughs) but I love that you continue to keep that patience. And I also want to before we end the show, I also want to just dive in a little bit deep about just your journey um, after the fibroids and how everything is going now. Um, with your fibroid journey. Oh, we never got to the, I guess that goes into like that journey after the fibroids, the, the healing process, like the recovery process. Yes, yes ma'am, um, yes ma'am, yes, yes. So the, the actual recovery process was bananas. It was absolute, that was when I knew that I, I loved a lot. I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm in it to win. Yeah, I'm in it to win. So you know that experience that the minister had. Um, 
I want to go over there and turn off that heat so bad because it is really <laughs> hot. I was just over here shivering though. So. Uh, you can go ahead if you can turn. Listen, no, please yeah. give me give me two seconds. Go I can't ahead. turn it off, girl. I need the heat. I was over here cold, y'all. Ooh, <laughs> I had to put on my sweater. Y'all see me over here that shivering. That was absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the that experience where the minister and he was on what could have been his deathbed and he was screaming out or I won't I don't want to say screaming out to a lot but in almost a prayer sentence saying thank you a lot all praises to a lot thank you a lot and he wasn't personal mm-hmm. even in a moment where a lot of people would and they would even ask for a lot to take it away and save my life and da 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 all those things. Um I had a a semblance of an experience like that. Mm-hmm. So the surgery was on a was it on a Monday? I think it was on a Monday first. And they do the surgery. Now typically what's supposed to happen is they go in there, they do the surgery, and then they put your viewers back in, they stitch you up. Your recovery process starts now. You get out the hospital, maybe about a day or two, you good to go. Yeah, you know, you stay on, you know, for the next couple of weeks and stuff like that. But then, really, about thirty days, you're kind of on like a a healing process. But every day is supposed to get better and all these things. By month two, you should be rip, ripping and running. Okay, nah, that wasn't my experience. So I go in, they do the surgery, but I ended up um, developing DIC while they were doing the surgery. Me and my ooh, ooh, spilling out on the table. Filling out, he's taking out all of these fibroids, um, and he goes to stitch me back up. But as he's stitching me back up, the blood is spilling out of the uterus. It's like a lot of bleeding going on. So he tries to like just put everything back in there. Like, hey, maybe just try to put it back in there. So I've been putting it back in there. He stitches me up, but blood is now spilling out of the um, incision. So then he had to open me back up. And I just had to sit there and they just had to wait for, and then they gave me a blood transfusion to put some blood in as some blood was going out, right? Um, so that was transfusion number one and two, I believe. I did believe that was the first two transfusions that, uh, eight that I had gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while that's happening, shout out to my husband and my so the doctor had told him that it's going to take, I think they said the surgery was supposed to be like three hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was along those lines. I ended up being in surgery for, I think it was like seven hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so by hour three, my husband's like, where's my wife? Ooh. Where is my wife? He's in the yes. and he's starting a trip. And my, my husband was a military man. So when he when you tell him a time, you're gonna be here at six. I'm expecting at six. <laughs> so one, not six, not six and thirty seconds. Six o'clock. Yes. <laughs> um, they told him that surgery's gonna be this amount of time, and then by that time, his wife ain't there. Yeah. He starts spiraling. He starts tripping. Um. So he said he gave it about 10 more minutes. I don't know what he thought was going to happen in 10 minutes. He said, I gave 10 more minutes. He said, I have 10 minutes. I'm going to go back there. And y'all going to give me my wife. Yes. So 
um, for what my parents was telling me, he was in the he was in the room like doing um, push-ups and everything, like just trying to get his mind off of like where is where's my woman. Yeah. So um, he's stressing because yeah, I got to the point where he, he was like, she in there dead, and they just not telling me. They just don't want to come out here and tell me that my wife is in there and she not coming back out. Um, which hurt my feelings. That hurt my feelings. Like, Mother made me cry. Girl, I was in shambles because I don't ever want to like worry him like that. Like we yeah. was only, mind you, we had got married September 1st, 2021. This is June 1st, 2022. We ain't even been married a year. And we come, we in that trial. Ooh. Our whole marriage thus far was a, was a trial. Yes. fibroids this that and a thorough surgery insurance all of these things it was just a trial so now we're at the ultimate trial and it's like wait so you want to tell me that my wife ain't gonna work out like ain't no way ain't no way we just get into the good part <laughs> what's going on yes so um he goes um to walk back to come and see like what's going on as he's walking there the doctor is coming towards him the surgeon um dr pierre johnson and um he says, just the man I was looking for. Like, Tell me what's going on. And he said, well, she is alive. Yes. <laughs> but she's alive. But her body went into like shock and went into DIC. She's now, we had to give her two blood transfusions. And she, um, right now, we're just waiting for her to, you know, finish that process so we can sit um, So it was like, okay, she's alive. Yes. We're fine. So they stitched me back up. Now, while they're stitching, though they stitched me back up, I was still having internal bleeding for whatever reason. Um, well, with the DIC, my blood just wasn't clotting. So I was still having a lot of internal bleeding just in my abdomen area. So they had mm-hmm. to tube um, inside of, that was like kind of wrapped around my uterus to gather the blood that my uterus was accumulating around yeah. it. Um, so they had a tube in there and that too was um, attached to like a little little ball, I forgot what they call it. Um, and that was supposed to like catch all the blood. Mm. Now at this point, I'm completely, I am yellow. I'm yellow, I'm like, I'm out of it. I don't know what's going on because I, they was having their trial, but I wasn't aware of it because yeah. I really passed out. So I haven't really like come to yet. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I'm losing a lot of blood. So I remember um, laying back, and this is that same night, and they had to, I was still losing blood, so they had to rush me to ICU. Um, so they take me to the ICU to give me more transfusions. But then it's like transfusion number three, transfusion number four. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! How many you said you you had to get? You had I had I had I think I had eight altogether. Two of them was six of them was actual blood, and then mm. the other two was something else that's in your blood that they were trying to help it clot or something like that. Um, okay. My blood, so it was something to help me like get some clotting in there. Mm. Um, as far as and your my body only holds about six of those things so I literally got I came out one woman I came out somebody totally all new blood and um so I remember them rushing I was kind of going in and out of that I remember like seeing the lights and me going to the ICU and be like am I dying 
like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> am, I, am I dead or something? So I'm like having anxiety, like what's happening right now? Yes. And, but I heard my husband's voice. I was like, okay, I hear my husband. So that's good. Um, but my parents weren't there yet. He was just telling them, oh, they're, you know, taking it to the ICU. Da, da, da. This is COVID on top of that. So they weren't allowed mm. to be up there. So my mm. parents weren't able to be up there yet. Um, after the surgery, they had went back to the, um, the house that we were staying at. Um, shout out to Brother David. <laughs> so, um, the, I go to the ICU. I'm there for, I think, a day and a half, maybe two days, something like that. And when this is where the trial started for me. So this was their trial. because They looking at me like, they're sending videos to the family and everything, like, look at Anissa. And I'm like, I got a video, I'm all yellow. And I'm like, eh. and I'm like, don't ever show me this again. She looks terrible. I hate this. Is she dead? Like, my brother actually thought I was dead. Oh. He saw the video and he was like, immediately he had just put his phone down because I look dead. Yes. Like, I'm not dealing with it. Ain't no way. Yeah. Um. So my trial started now when I have to now get up out of the bed to go back up to the maternal unit. Um, so I'm getting out of the bed and that's why I realized how much pain I'm in. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Now there's a big tire pocket because even though he stitched it up, blood was trying to seep into other places. So I had a big tire pocket below my incision that was making my incision hurt 10 times more than it would possibly ever hurt before. Yes. <laughs> Just closed up. So I had this pocket full of blood sitting there under my incision. And um, I go to sit down in the seat and I, that was actually in one of the videos on Instagram where you were able to see me sit down in the, the wheelchair. Yes. You go up to the maternal unit. Um, that first day, <laughs> we go into the maternal unit and when I go and lay in the bed, I feel like what feels like contraction. How much time do we have? We don't went over time, but we're going to keep it going. We, we, are, no, it's a girl is okay. We go, we're going to keep it pushing. So, <laughs> I really am. No, you're okay. Um, I lay down in the bed and I'm feeling like what feels like contraction, but I've never had contraction before. So I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm feeling like fire, like literal fire, my whole body, like whole body fire going on. Aching, cringing pain. I've never felt anything like that before in my life. And it's getting worse as the minutes go by. And they were like, they were first like every two minutes apart. And then they turned into like every 30 seconds. Ooh. So at that point, I remember thinking, is this what contracting? Yes, ma'am. they're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> All the things, like I'm bugging out. And as it's happening, I'm talking to the God and I'm like, am I about to die? Is this what, oh, this must be the end when you sit and when you reach ascension, keep going, because you're about to be up out of here, sis. Oh, God. Come on, so just keep going. I just knew it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. This is it. This is it. 
so my father is doing a prayer over me now, right? Because they didn't know what was going on. Like, this could be the moment. So he's praying, or it was such a dramatic scene. And he's praying over me. Name of Allah. And as he's saying it, I didn't even know that I knew the, the Arabic to English ratio. And so he's doing it in Arabic, and I'm saying it back to him in English. This meal in the name of Allah. And I'm just, ugh, and he's doing the whole prayer. He's crying. My mother is like, I can't believe this is happening right now. My husband goes sits in the corner of the room and he's just, what, what is this? I can't believe this is happening. And I am losing. So I'm having a full blown conversation with the guy and I'm asking him, at first, I started asking him, like, like, can you stop it? Can you, can you chill out? I'm saying, like, this is crazy. And then and when it got to the moment where I was kind of content, like, oh, you're about to take my life. And then I said to Allah, thank you. And I just said to Allah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I said, just keep my family strong. Just keep my family strong, no matter what. Just keep my family strong because they're in here and they're going to have to see that. And I'm like, just keep them strong, Allah. And I remember a moment where I just decided I'm gonna stop breathing because it was too painful to breathe. Mm. I can't, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't breathe no more. So I just sat there and said, and then when I went to go do that, then I, and this is just full transparency, it was a gush. I just on myself. A oh human my gosh. Because as I'm asking a lot, as I was asking a lot to make it go away, it kept getting worse. So then I remember saying to a lot, are you mad at me? I'm like, what is it? Are you mad at me? And then the response was, I'm preparing you. Ooh. Like, well, there's nothing more I need to be doing. Now, I don't know what you're preparing me for. I really, really don't know what, what's to come. But I, I always since then have on my mind, you got to send me something. Oh, just as painful or worse, but you're preparing me right now. Yes, what's about to go? What's about to go down? Um, and that was that was bananas. <laughs> that was very very painful, and um, that was the worst thing I've ever felt in my entire life. Am I like the surgery? Ah, oh, yeah. that part. Whatever that was, that was the worst pain I've ever felt that I think I could possibly feel. Like I didn't, it was like fire. Yes. And then I had the gush that came out, it didn't even feel like pee. It felt like like something was coming out of my canal. And I remember asking my mom, is this how giving birth feels? Like when a baby actually comes out, does it feel like a rush of water coming out? And she said, mm-hmm. Exactly. I ha- I experienced labor and I didn't come out with no baby. Because I didn't come out with a child, I remembered every single bit of it. The love of the baby coming out makes you forget that's how you can go back and have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten children. Yes. <laughs> because I didn't come out with no baby, I just came out with the memory. And I was like, whoa, I'll never do this again. Yes. <laughs> this is crazy. As this is happening, now I'm kind of, I'm in the maternity unit. They're drawing blood. So I had this little pocket thing attached, but it was exceeding that. So they had to come in with something that looked like this. 
and they're the pocket is filling and they're just filling it with blood and I'm like still kind of out of it and I'm looking like that's not my blood what the fuck's going on yes and they just filling it filling it with the blood if, as soon as they close it fills back up fills back up I'm so much blood and I remember looking at the nurse and she was just like she didn't nobody knew that like ain't no way she gonna make it she ain't no way she's gonna make it mm. Wound up staying in the um staying there for like four or five extra days in Chicago. I won't get to be here. So we ended up going back. Listen to this though. On our way back, I gotta get my incision opened up again. Oh gotta get opened up again because the blood is not di- di- um dissipating. He was like, Well, it should go, you know, just dissipate and come back down. No, it didn't do that. Yeah. So uh he had to come to the house and undo the stitch just in the center undo the stitch and all that blood came out no anesthesia still got the tube on i had the tube on for a month mm. and it was it was totally not the recovery that i was looking for yes Every step of the way, though, I was—I think I was so blown away that it was happening to me that I disengaged from it. Even to this day, this is why, like, when I tell people, I see that their eyes be tearing up and mine don't because I'm—I I, can't—I cannot, for some reason, connect myself that that actually happened. Yes. For whatever reason, I'm like, there's as even as it was happening, I'm like. In my head, I was saying, well, it can't be that bad because it's happening to me. So it can't be because I've never felt it. So it can't be that bad. Like, I'm sure people have felt worse than this. <laughs> so mm. I was disengaging from the process as it was yes. happening. I didn't actually cry about it until I had to send you the picture out of fibroids. You know what? <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm about to try to put, put it up here because you guys, listen. Oh my God. I know we don't went over time, but this is just so beautiful. And yes, as you was talking about it, I was noticing just your spirit, like how, how, how can I say this? Um, your spirit isn't, you know, when you talk about it, you're not like, I love the humor. Like, you know, because it makes the experience experience not as bad when you talk about it because it shows your strength so even as you're talking about it I see your strength because it's okay to cry about it and I know I definitely know this is my first time actually really listening to to your story and hearing what happened so of course I can only imagine hearing it I mean going through it I went I, I didn't go through a similar situation but I had lost a child years ago and I had to get blood fu- blood transfusion after blood transfusion it was a time I thought I was about to die it was just crazy so just hearing that you're ooh, I was like sister Mm-mm-mm. but I'm gonna try to put this picture up y'all because uh yeah let me see if it'll pop up oh I don't know how to get it out the middle of the screen, but <laughs> this this is what it. Whew. Um, all I'm gonna say is, I seen this picture and was like, "How is these big things in you?" 
Oh my gosh. Four eleven. Oh my gosh. Yep. So where we are at now, to push it into present time, where we are yes. at now is um surgery is not a cure all. And that's something that we have to know. We're not gonna escape the process. Do I regret having a surgery? No, but they had to go. <laughs> they had to go. Yes. But I um I was naive of the spiritual work that still had to be done. And because I was naive of the spiritual work that still had to be done, January, and I felt that they were coming back, went to go get an ultrasound, and um, I was having like an anxiety attack. This was January something. I forgot mm-hmm. from the beginning. I was having a literal like, and I felt like, what's going on? Like my body feeling funny. And I went to stop, like, I'm just gonna take a nap. I went to sleep on the couch, woke up. And as I'm waking up, my, I don't know nothing about Proverbs. I don't know nothing about Proverbs. <laughs> I, up, I see, um, right before my eyes open, on the black, on a, excuse me, white background, black um, words, Proverbs 4, and then it, I knew it was either a 3 or a 2 or a 2 or a 3. And I, I couldn't really see it. I was like, squinting like, mm. About a week later, I looked it up because I totally forgot about it. And then I was talking to my mom about something with scripture. And I said, ah, Proverbs 4, 32. Went to the scripture. There's no such thing as a Proverbs 4, 32. But it is such thing as a Proverbs 4, 23. And mm. I said, oh, because I couldn't see what the numbers was. I just knew it was either a 3 or a 2 or a 2 and a 3. Yes. <laughs> I said, okay, well, it can be 32, but there's no such thing as that. Proverbs 4, 23 said, and with all diligence, guard your heart with all diligence. For all the issues of life flow from there. I said, I need to go get you. I, I just knew it. And like intuitively, I knew they were back. Went to go get mm. checked, and they absolutely had come back. They're very small, but it's those signs, those alarms on our body that says, like, you can't, you're gonna, and, a, and a, that, it's another reminder that a lot doesn't. He doesn't bring us into something without giving us something to strive for. Yes. So then this process is me guarding. Okay. So the answer is inside of me guarding my heart with all diligence. Because all of my issues in life and my only issue in life is these fibroids. <laughs> That's my only issue. I'm killing yes. on everything else. My marriage is fantastic. Everything's great. Ah! <laughs> but my only issue that is coming from apparently I'm not on guard with whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not on guard and I need to be more on guard with my heart because all of my issues in life is flowing from there. Um, so, yeah, so I've been back on my very, 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 very much in a bubble. I talked to Sister Callie, who is the um, who was the confidant of Mother Tynetta and her travel companion for about yeah. 20 years. And Sister Darnita, who was also a travel companion of Mother Tynetta for 15 years. I talked to them about a week apart. Um, and I, the, the first person I talked to was Sister Darnita. And I'm telling her about it. And she says, she said, your issue is not She said, I really don't believe your issue and I wanted to cry because I eat like a bird and 
I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way that it's diet. There's something else. Yes. The frustrating part is, what is it? Mm-hmm. A lot wants me so bad to go into my subconscious mind. That's the fearful part. He wants me so bad to go into that darkness, that deep, deep rooted Ooh. darkness and uproot all of that stuff so I have control. Because that's what that's what the whole goal is, is that our subconscious mind is not controlling everything we do in the conscious world. Yes. We're supposed to have full and complete control, control and awareness of everything that's going on in our minds. And I was guided to allow ones, I have to go to my subconscious because the, the issue is in there. Yes. The issue is in there. And because I can't think about it, like immediately, it's something very deep that it's not just gonna come out of cleaning the house or eating beans and things like that and praying and uh, like, or just praying just alone or getting charity just alone. I have to do some very deep reflecting and meditation. Mm. Um, so she said, your problem is not the diet. She said, there is a spiritual problem. She said, and she said, and that's the hardest part, isn't it? I said, yeah, she said, Ooh. it's the hardest part. Because the hardest part is to figure out what is the spiritual issue. Because the spiritual is so complex. It's so complex. You could still be a great Muslim. Yes. Like a spiritual, am I a hypocrite? Like, what is it? Is it? <laughs> no, you're a good Muslim. But Allah is doing a purification process. And this is a part of your purification process. You would reject it. Or you would act like it doesn't exist if it didn't involve this is not a fungus on your toe. This is not a pimple on Like, no, this is your womb. Mm. And a lot knows how much I Yes. So the same thing she said. This is You're just going to have to. She said, you know it, and a lot knows it. You're going to have to find out exactly what it is. So that's been the journey, is finding out exactly what that is. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm right up on there. I think I'm right up on it. She had told me, she said, well, you know what I said. I was like, she said, well, it must be something very, this is Sister Callie. She said, it must be something very, very low down in there if you can't think of it immediately. And I said, I'm doing so much work, Sister Yes. I don't know what it is. And then she said something. And I won't say what it is, but she said something that made me say, no, it was actually when she said it must, I think it was when she said it must be something so deep rooted that you, it was something else that she said after having actually, we were on the phone for two hours and nine minutes. And I wrote down nearly everything she said. I got yeah. things in the notes. It's in my notes <laughs> somewhere. And um, yeah. And I said, ooh, maybe this is it. So I've been working on that. Yes. All the other things. And a lot just, he wants purification. He don't yes. want 98%. You don't want 90 He wants 100% of it. Exactly. Give it all <laughs> to me. And I will give you everything. And I know that a lot. And I'll end it on this. Because I know it's so bad time. Um, I know that a lot has not. And this is the moment that I cried as well. And I'm trying not. I'm trying to do it on camera. <laughs> um, listen. Go ahead. Because listen. <laughs> my sister <laughs> had. Um, this was another experience and ever since then I've 
I've always had a lot of experience in, in general. From 2014, I would have a lot of experiences, a lot of outer body experiences, all types of experiences. In this pocket of a year, it's been like, like a lot of like, girl, I'm trying to get to you. Yes. I'm trying to get to you. <laughs> and um, the morning that the minister did the Ramadan prayer on the 21st um, of March, and March. That was, a, was that when um, Ramadan ended? Was that March? April. I want to say April. April 20th or 21st. Sure, it was I want to say in April. Um, that he did the prayer along. Yes, ma'am. And a week later, she was like, oh, I forgot to tell you. The messenger wrote you a letter. And I said, he wrote me a letter? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. And um, <laughs> was to give the message you have yes. one, you to deliver the message and you fumbled the ball so, <laughs> so um she, okay you ready well do you I, don't be mad at me i just i'm gonna let you know now so she said that in the experience that i had came to her and was so happy <laughs> and um and he said in the letter um he said i love you i did not forget i did not forget what you asked me about or something like that i had it written down somewhere i didn't forget what you asked me for and he said i want to give you everything that you're asking for and he said i didn't forget what you were asking about but i just want to baby I just want to baby. Yes. <laughs> I didn't forget what you were asking about. And he said that I'm thinking about you. And then I asked her, when he said it, did it sound like a stipulation? Because I'm always looking for a way to beat up on myself. Oh. It wasn't like, I want to give you everything you asked me for, but like, did it sound like a stipulation? She said, no. He was just letting you know in case you forgot. I want to give you everything you're asking for. Mm. I forgot about you. I bought. I, like ah, oh oh he's not punishing us misfortune comes into our life that is the reality of life we are going to experience some measure of something that we don't want to experience our leader is a, a, a true example of that you think he wanted cancer no but you're gonna go through it. Mm -hmm. because i'm because i'm doing something for you and we have to realize, and I have to realize when Allah is doing something for me, he's not trying to beat me up. So Anissa, stop beating up on yourself. Yes. Yes, only Anissa. No, real talk. <laughs> only yes. making matters worse for yourself. You're beating up on yourself about these fibroids. And it's not that Allah is punishing you. You don't have them because he's punishing you. He's beckoning you. Ooh. Come closer. Come closer. And if the only way I could get to you is through your womb, because I want to bring something up out of your womb, then come closer. I'm trying to purify you. Don't you see that? Don't you get that yet? And I get that now. He's not punishing me. He's trying to purify me. And he's gonna and he's sifting me. But when we're sifting something like sifting out, sifting flour, he has to shake it up. That's the only way you mm. sift the thing. You gotta shake it up. So you gotta agitate it a little bit. 
and what comes through is what Allah can use. The minister talked about that in hard trials are necessary to establish truth, but what comes through is what Allah can use. What stays in, he can't use that. The five words is gonna stay in. He don't want that. I'm gonna get rid of them. Yes. Not come back. Yes. What comes out is what Allah can use. Because I've already given my womb to the God and asked him to bless it with a child that glorifies him and has a face on it. Has my husband's face on it. Yes. Like <laughs> God, just give me, give me a child care for just one. I just need one. Because I want to, I'm going to raise that child to build a hereafter and to love a lot. Ooh. Like, that's all I need. <laughs> so he don't, he don't forget about it. He really, really don't. It is every, we're all going to have some, we're, everybody's going to have something that comes into their life that shakes us up. Because how else are we going to make a sincere prayer? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my God. Sister Anissa, I'm about to just drop the mic. This was so beautiful. Like, I cannot wait to go back and listen to this because I learned so much just listening to your testimony. It, like, what you were saying literally touch me because you know we all have our own trials and tribulations that we are going through in life and just knowing and you just said like he hasn't forgot about you he has not you know I just love your patience I love your endurance I just love you sis and I'm so grateful to even be able to have this conversation with you and I'm thankful thank you so much for even you know, being bold to even discuss that. This you is my know. first time talking about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I took so much of your time on. I'm so sorry, but no. I've never Not in depth. I've just shared that, you know, blazed over it, but I've never shared the interpersonal. I've never shared the experience. It's the first time people are hearing the experiences. I've never shared. Yes, yes. But that's the thing, though, Sasanisa. Like, people need to hear stuff like this. Um, I just think that. You know, and as we should, we should always be a great representation of our teacher or leader. But, you know, we have our we have our times, too, that we go through things. You know, we we are human beings. We are just like anyone else that go through trials and tribulations. You know, we strive for perfection. But, you know, like I said, we still are growing. We're still are growing and striving. So, like I said, I'm grateful and thank you. You know, for even sharing that. And like I said, even through the bits of the things that you were speaking on, it just brought tears to my eyes. Like, girl, you are so strong because a lot of people will just give up. Like, oh, my gosh, this is irritating. It's frustrating. When is this going to be over? But even through and you said you're you're. it's been six, seven years now. Like yeah. you've, been, <laughs> you've been going through this for years. Yeah, so just. And it's still going through it, but it's your faith in Allah and you trusting him and, and allowing, because that's the thing, you know, Allah, he wants to guide us, but it's all about, are we going to allow him to that's do right. that? That's right. You know, and you allowed him to do that and you still are allowing him to do it. And I cannot wait. And I said this to you on the phone. I can't wait till you pop out some cute little twins and I'm gonna send like a big old gift and be like, hey. <laughs> I, I, 
I was like, when I see you, I just see like twins. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I said it out loud. But. You are not the only person that I've been hearing that for years. <laughs> I'm like, listen, and I want to, so I'm here for it. Cause if I have a, if I have a number three, just know if I have a third child, that's an oopsie baby. Because <laughs> that third one gonna be long somewhere. I got two hands made for one child and man. Like oh god, so I would be if I could do a one and done. Get it yes. Playing a girl. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, see, I'll laugh all day. You said, that's an oopsie, baby. That's going to be the oopsie. I'm going to be the oopsie. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with that third one. Who's going to raise that baby? Who's going to hold the baby hand? Okay. How they going to cross the street? I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh God, I love you, sis. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, I told her like I, I cannot wait, I, and I'm and I'm still praying for you, praying for you and your husband on this journey because I know y'all still are going through this healing journey. Allah, God is definitely going to bless you. You are such a soldier of Allah. Yes, you are, and I love it. And I want to thank you, Miss Anissa for joining me today to discuss this amazing, beautiful, profound topic, test of faith. I would also like to thank my amazing audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. I pray that this episode was informative, valuable, and healing to you all. Also, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast stations. Closing a Gap Broadcast Network on Facebook and YouTube and Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help get the message out to those in need of healing and light just like this. People need to hear stuff like this. So, Anissa, I'm going to tell you this now. If you ever get a chance to, to, to keep talking about your story, this testimony, do that because I, need, I needed to hear that. I may not have went through that exact situation but I've been through something similar to that. So that was enough for me, you know? So I love that. And I want to thank you for that. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, I am offering a 90 minute consultation call that will include a copy of my ebook, heal yourself for, for free. More information will be in today's show notes, including information for today's beautiful guest, Miss Anissa Nazir Muhammad. And Anissa, before we end today's show, beloved, do you have any closing remarks for our beautiful audience today? I said many words. So I, think, <laughs> I love it. Keep you know on me. Think, I think that we are good. I really, really appreciate. Um, I won't say she was the one and done. Trust me. Yeah, right there. You know it. You know it. But yes, um, ma'am. I wholeheartedly appreciate you. Um, I've been wanting to share this story for a while. I really, really have been wanting to actually share, but I get very nervous yes. on subjects like this. Like I could teach the minister, depending <laughs> things, but when it comes to my interpersonal, like um, sharing sharing things that can make people sad, I just like ah, yeah. Like I didn't really want to. I didn't want to share things like that. Because I like to be strong. I come from that type of family. Like, strong. We don't cry. Ah. <laughs> so yes, ma'am. Hearing those type of like interpersonal things 
um, where I'm used to sweeping stuff up under the rug. This is very new for me. This is very, very new. And I appreciate you reaching out and you reached out at a moment that I needed to share. Like this is this is a part of other people's healing, but this is a part of my to be able to share and get some stuff yes. off my chest. Like yes. I just talk about it and act like because not for nothing, when fibroids come back, I felt like a failure. I was like, I'm I'm letting people down. Like they were rooting for me. And now I have to go back and this is the first time people like have actually announced that they are back. So all this time has been like, yeah, I took a month to tell my mama. I was like, I, was like, I told my sister, don't even tell mama. Don't tell yeah. nobody. Because I don't, I didn't want that sting. And I didn't want to look, be looked at as a patient or be looked at as a victim. And I, I don't want, I don't want that. Allah's in control. We soldiers for Muhammad. Whatever Allah brings into our lives, and that's what I'll leave this with. Always, always being reminded that misfortune is going to come. Yes. Like we're we are told that we're going to be tried at least once, severely, in a year. That's a promise. We're gonna be tried, and Allah says, and He doesn't have there. He doesn't have to take a break. It could be an entire year. Ooh. Severe trial. How can we prove it? Look at our minister. His life is sacrificed. Yes. It. His life is sacrificed. And you know who the trial is? We. We his trial. The black Ooh. man and woman. We. We his that he has to solve. And look at us out here. Mm. So. We could be able to pull on the strength of the minister in those moments and know a lot of you not beating up on me. Like, I didn't do nothing wrong. Yes. I didn't do anything wrong. So, why am I looking for wrong in me? You know, this is a trial. Ah, well, how else can you give me a trial unless you try me with something that I love? And I love the idea of having a child. So, you're trying. You can only try it with what we love. That's it. I pulled on the the spirit of Minister Ava. I pulled on the spirit of Mother Time. That I pulled on their spirit, and I continue to. They're in my head all day long, every second of the day. I don't think there's a moment in the day that they're not on my mind because I'm living with the with the thing all day long. I feel the presence of it all day long. So I have to keep them on my mind and Allah all day long. And if that's you, if that's what you got to do, do it. Don't let nothing else get in there. I don't have time for nothing else. It got to be a lot at the forefront. It's going to fall. And I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to end up saying, only if I would have started, I don't want to say a year from now, only if I would have started last year. Yes. Like, no, start now. They're still small. Start now while the warning sign is going on. Don't wait till you gotta get another surgery. Like yes. I'm not getting another surgery. No, ma'am. Getting the only the only time I'm gonna get a surgery if it's a C-section and a baby <laughs> coming out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Next time y'all gonna see me in a surgery room if a baby is coming up on out of it. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful that you allowed me to share, and I appreciate everyone that came in and and joined the conversation and was here for me to share. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Anissa, all praises are due to Allah. Again, I can't thank you enough. This was 
a very beautiful testimony. Like I said, I can't wait to go back and just listen and just like, oh my God, so beautiful. And like I said, and I'm gonna keep saying it too, keep sharing your journey and your testimony because we need to hear that. I needed to hear this today. So I'm grateful to a lie so much, so much. So again, I want to thank you again for joining me. And I also want to thank my beautiful healing tribe, my healing family. I love you all. And I'll leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, alaykum. healing, and light. <laughs>